All right, we're live. Jackson, how are you, man? Hey, brother. I'm very well, very well. Besides lockdown, how are you? Same position, mate. Bit of a uh, shit go at the moment, mate, but it is what it is. I posted a few weeks ago on Instagram that I wanted to get this podcast up and running, and you're one of the first people who messaged me and, and were keen on jumping on, man. So it's only fitting that you're here for episode one. So thank you, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, and I appreciate you having me on, man. Like, I look up to your content now, and um, you put out nothing but real stuff. I think your podcast is going to go well. So, yeah, congratulations. I appreciate it, man. Now, for the people listening who don't know who Jackson is, Jackson is a personal trainer, model, uh, influencer. So you're a busy guy, man. So how did you get started in all of it? Like, did you start off with the personal training first? Yeah, I started out with the personal training, bro, and they just wanted to transition into online. Um, basically because, you know, you work for yourself, you're your own boss, um, you work from your phone, you can work anywhere in the world, anytime, you can dictate how many clients you have, um, you, you cater for the whole world, not just your suburb, you don't pay rent overseas at the gym, uh, the list literally goes on man. so it was one of the best moves I've ever made, transitioning into uh, online coaching. So did you spend much time doing the face-to-face training or... Yeah, man, I, I was like anyone that starts out, just did my certificates and then probably PT'd for three years, face-to-face in various gyms. And it just got to the point where it's like, how much money can you make for the amount of hours you're putting in? Do you know what I mean? And then you'd always get cancellations of clients. And I don't know, man, I was just thinking outside of the box and it's like, it's okay to do, but it's like you're always just going to be on that level if you do that. Yeah, and I know when you train clients in gyms, you got to pay rent to the gyms. Is that right? Yeah, bro. So I was literally paying four hundred dollars every every week just to have me as a personal trainer in the gym. So if you do the figures, you know you're taking in four hundred every week if you're working your own business. It starts to add up. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So if you have quieter weeks as well, then obviously you still got to pay that four hundred. Yes, yeah? so that's like floor space. Yeah, bro. So like some people. They literally don't even make money. They're just covering their rent. Did you ever get into boot camps and things like that, like outdoor fitness? No, I've never really done that, man. I've just, I don't know. I've always just been kind of specific with the one-on-one. And then, I don't know, I wanted to transition online because, as you know, maybe yourself, like 90% of it's nutrition. So even if you do these boot camps and slam them to the ground, if they're not eating the right things after you go slam them in a session, it's not going to mean shit. Yeah, mate, that's a very good point. So, okay, so you transitioned to online. So how do you find that? Training clients remotely is probably more difficult than it would be with that face-to-face interaction. Do you keep in touch with them regularly? Like, do you have weekly calls set up or how does that work? Yeah, bro, so I do it a bit different. Everyone, pretty much every other coach does it online. I don't do this email shit and, you know, one once a week message them i just don't believe that's enough attention to the client to actually help and support them and make them feel like they're worthy so i basically check in with my clients every day literally every day and that doesn't mean like we change something it just might be you know how was your workout maybe sending them a quote bit of motivation um but every week once a week that's when i'll do a proper check-in where we'll look at their photos from the previous week um, we'll go over how they feel and, and some questions and then based off all their feedback and how they look, I'll make adjustments for the following week. At the moment, online 
Training would be extremely beneficial, man, with all the rules and regulations around the country, no face-to-face training. And I'd imagine a lot of trainers at the moment are struggling. Uh, They're relying on that sort of face-to-face contact and including outdoors. So you're up in Queensland, so I'm not sure what the rules are up there, probably similar to what we've got in New South Wales. But, man, I imagine that industry at the moment as a whole is going to be struggling. Yeah, bro. So I believe, I don't know for a fact, but I believe the PTs still have to pay their rent right now, even though they can't be in the gym, which is just bullshit. Well, hold on. So um, are the gyms even? Are the gyms are closed, aren't they? Yeah, they're closed, but I think they still have to pay their rent, just like the gym owners do. Oh wow. Yeah, it's just it's chaos, man. And I don't know. Like this is another reason why I do what I do because situations like this, you you literally fucked. Man, it's the same with shopping centres, man. You've got these little stores that set up in the shopping centres and obviously they can't open at the moment, but yet those uh, shopping centres still charging them rent every week or month. It's just putting people deeper in the hole. Yeah, 100%, man. And it's, I don't think it's going to get any better, to be honest. No, not for a while anyway. It's, um, yeah. But it's chaotic. So, so you're doing that, then you transition into from that into modelling? Yeah, so... To be honest, a lot of people ask me how that come about. I don't actually really know. It just kind of, I don't really know, man. Like it just, as my following grew, a few like companies, I suppose, tried to reach out to me and they were like, oh, do you want to like wear our stuff and be the face of it? And it just, one thing led to another. And that's, that's literally how it happened. It wasn't like, okay, I'm doing this. And then the next day I'm, you know, I'm modeling. It was more of like a transition thing and just, Slowly, as the following grew and you get seen more, the the exposure and that, the, the more companies that came on board. Man, you know what? Before you reached out to me about jumping on the podcast and um, about a few of the posts that I made, man, I jumped on your page and I thought, fuck, man, I've seen this guy. I didn't know where, but I'd seen you somewhere. <laughs> and then I went through some of your posts. I'm like, man, so have you done work for Culture Kings? Is that right? Yeah, yeah, man. So I pretty much do... Yeah, yeah, I do probably a fortnightly thing for them as shoot or something. So yeah, yeah, that's where I think I've seen you. I mean, look, a lot of people who may not know you by name or know much about you, but they've seen you somewhere. So what are you at on Instagram? Like, was it one sixty k you've got on Instagram? Yeah, I think it's at one fifty five at the moment. Um, but you know, as you know yourself, once you get to that ballpark, it's not even about getting more followers. It's just about putting out good content and just being authentic. Man, it's about engagement too, man. That's a big thing. Like I'll jump on someone's page and they've got, you know, 200, 500,000 followers in there. Their comment section though, man, is like empty. There's like five or six comments. I'm like, man, what, did they buy their fo- like yeah. they buy their following or fucking what's going on? I was just about to say that to you, bro. If you can back someone up that's bought their stuff by their engagement. So it's, it's all cool to have your, your 200K followers sitting there. But if you're averaging five comments and, you know, 500 likes for that amount of followers, you've clearly gone and bought them because it just doesn't add up. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's very obvious too. Like it stands out like it's – I don't see what benefit they get from that because, I mean, if you're a brand and you're looking at um, people to um, rep your brand and you're looking at their engagement, like you want to see good engagement – because those people that are invested in that personal product, whatever it may be, they're the ones that are likely to go on to buy whatever it is that they're promoting for you. So it's like, yeah, I mean, you've got to, that engagement is extremely important. And that's one thing that 
I'm seeing on my page a lot, man, is that my comment section, man, is fucking nuts. Like it's nuts. Well, that's that's what I said to you yesterday, man. When we had a phone call, I said like that. Out of anything, man, I, I don't care how many followers you have. I don't care if you got like five thousand. You're backing it up with proper, proper good engagement, and people are enjoying it. And that that means ten times more than anything to do with the following. So. Look, what's next for you? Like, are you going to continue doing what you're doing? Are you looking at sort of focusing more on your online coaching or your modelling? Like, what's your plans? Um, well, I've just dropped uh, my own two shirts with two separate companies, um, like clothing. So that's something I'm just playing with and testing the waters, seeing how much feedback I get, how many people buy into it. And then if all goes well, which I think it will, I'll just create my own brand. Um, and that's probably something I'll, I'll obviously live off in the future if it goes well. Um, obviously, I'll always do my coaching. So I just want to keep growing that, keep being known as a, a reputable, genuine coach um, and producing good transformations, not only with, you know, the physical, but also the mental. And this is my podcast, man. Like, I, I'm in the same boat as you. I want to see how far I can take it. I, I could be even living off that in the future. You never know. through sponsors and stuff. Yeah, man, it's a, it's a, um, the opportunities, man, are there. And you know what? One thing I noticed about you from the beginning was that, mate, you're a, you're a genuine guy. Like, there's nothing, as I said, we, we briefly spoke about uh, perception yesterday, and people see you, man, you're this fucking buffed up beast and you're covered in cats, and people may look at you and think, oh, you know, you know, form their own opinion without knowing you. But one of the first things that I noticed speaking to you, man, is that you're a genuine guy. And, yeah, and I thanks, think. Man. Yeah, that's, that's something I wish. And as you know, it, it all comes down to judging a book by its cover. And I just wish people would give you that that opportunity to actually have a proper chat with you, and then their whole their whole perception would be totally different. Yeah, man. So look, okay, on that topic. So uh, we had, we had a brief conversation about this yesterday over the phone. So a few years ago, you got in a little bit of trouble. Um, from what I've read online, uh, you were caught with. Um, steroids down your pants uh tell us a bit man there's two sides to every story man and and look you know me from my post man i don't trust what the media say at all so mate, i'd yeah. love to hear your uh, side of the story and get it out there for everyone to hear as well so what happened man yeah absolutely man why not um so basically um as you know with any you know with majority of people that are into the fitness scene uh guys predominantly they they want to get big. That's, that's usually the reason they go to the gym. Um, and it just grew an obsession with me, man. Like it, it was just an addiction. It's like any drug, it's an addiction. And I was just hanging around. I, I don't want to say the wrong crowd, but the crowd that I don't want to be around right now. Um, it doesn't suit who I am, if that makes sense. And I just, yeah, I just got addicted and um, I got conned into you know, taking steroids because all my friends were on it. So I thought it's the norm. So I just started taking it. And um, like any drug, man, it becomes addicting. You take a little bit, you see results. You're like, fuck, I'm going to up the doses. And we'll see more results. You know what I mean? We'll look fucking superhuman. And it just got to the point where I was like, it just was playing with my head. Like I wasn't even, I wasn't even me, man. I don't even know how to explain it. Like I'm a whole different person now, but. I just thought I was invincible. I was just taking gear. I was, you know, I, I did look good, but it didn't mean shit. Like I wasn't a good human. And 
eventually, you know, as time goes on, um, I'm a big believer in, you know, if you're not actually a good person and doing the right things, uh, things will catch up to you. And things did catch up to me. And I've never, I've never dealt steroids. Um, that's something I want to say openly. It was all just personal possession. So, you know, it was just my personal possession I was using for me. But I just, one day I had it in my bag, man. And um, I went to the gym. The reason I had it in my bag is because I was living with my parents and I didn't want them to uh, find it. Um, and I just, on the way home, man, I, I don't know if this is true or not. They say someone dobbed me in. I don't know how. I think that's a bit of bullshit. But they reckon someone dobbed me in. The cops are waiting. And just before I pulled into my house, uh, the lights turned on and they automatically searched my car, found a few vials, uh, some tablets. And then this is the whole side of the um, the syringe thing is I I did have a syringe in my bag. So what I did is I just, it wasn't down my pants. I just put it like, so it's halfway um, over my pants and like like just sitting in my shorts, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, because I didn't want them to see it because you can get another fine just for having a, you know, a needle without a yellow box near, uh, on you. So yeah. I just put it there, man. And then they've blown the article up like, you know, he's had a, a syringe down his pants loaded with gear and um, it wasn't even capped. And, oh, they said other shit, man. Like, you know, he, he bulked up on fucking honey and banana sandwiches. I've never <laughs> eaten a fucking honey. Man. Never fucking eaten a honey banana sandwich in my life. That, that's what I want to tell you about, man, because I was reading that article and <laughs> the comment that I read said the magistrate said that you should bulk up naturally by eating banana and honey sandwiches. And I'm thinking, what the fuck? I don't, I don't know a single person. Oh, man. Yeah, um, man, I just fucking, I was like, if you genuinely think a honey banana and sandwich is going to get you superiorly <laughs> jacked, then you're fucked in the head. Like, everyone you look at that is jacked, it's because of, you know, enhancements or a long, long time in the gym. And then they try and make it out like, I was doing wrong, so why didn't I just eat food? to look like this you know what i mean they just don't have the they don't know how it works yeah man and, and look i've um been training ever since i was sort of back in school i'd, I'd skip school and go to the gym and man, i've been in and out of it for years man um at the moment i'm training at home man it just works for me it's quick and easy jump out the back throw some weights around uh but man i've been training for years and obviously i've spoken to a lot of boys in that time and look i think it's because obviously there's different types of steroids that you can take, right? So what exactly did you have on you? Like, what was it that they caught you with? Yeah, so I had um, obviously testosterone. That's, for anyone that doesn't know, that's the base of your cycle. If you don't have testosterone, that's when you start to shut down um, with your libido and stuff like that. So testosterone is the base. Had that on me. Um, I had Masteron. I don't think if you know, you probably don't know what that is, man. It's starting to get really lost terminology <laughs> um but it's kind of like a cutting drug you call it like a hardener so it, it gives you that kind of hard 3d vascular look um obviously if you've got the right diet too and then i had um some clenbuterol on me uh if you don't know what that is either that's what they use for horses um it helps with breathing um it like opens up the airways so what it does is basically increases your heart rate at a resting rate so you burn more fat Okay, so by the sounds of that, you're, you're in a sort of a, a cutting cycle, yeah? So 
you were, and for the people who don't know, testosterone, as you mentioned, is the base of a cycle, but more to that, it's the primary male sex hormone, right? So that's what gives us beards and broad shoulders and a deep voice and the rest of it. Um, 100%. Yeah, so look, it's, it's, it's in our body. It's in our body at all times, but the minute you stick it in a vial, it, it becomes illegal. So yeah, man. it's, yeah, it's, it's a, they said, look, so you've got other, I mean, there's a list of them I could go on about, but um, you didn't have a large quantity of it on you. Was it just for personal use? No, fuck all, man. I had, I had one vial of Masteron, one vial of testosterone and one tub of uh, Clembuterol. Okay, look, based on what you said about the fact that when you pulled up, they, they sort of come up behind you with their lights going, man, it, I dare, I'd have to imagine somebody said something because that's very unusual for them just to sort of follow someone in and then search their car. So, Yeah, but um, long story short, so this, this actually happened three times. So I, I didn't learn my lesson. So. Hold on, what, you got caught with it three times? Yeah, man, so this, the article that you read, that was my third offense. So they already knew I was had previous history with that, if that makes sense. Yeah, okay. So that's why I reckon they searched my car. Um, so I've actually, yeah, so I had steroids in my bag three times on three separate occasions. And the third time was the last time I got caught and did it and went to court. And that's when everything changed. I just said, fuck this, you know, I'm never going down that road again. Well, that makes more sense now. So obviously, if you've been caught twice previously to the last time when they pulled up behind you, maybe they've just seen your number plates and gone, fuck, we'll pull him over. He's probably got something on him. And, and that's exactly what I said just before this. I said, for someone to dog me in, I think that's a bit bullshit. I think they just, they knew my plates. Okay, this is Jackson. Let's search his car. So I don't know where they got tweaked in. I don't know that was the media again. Trust me, man, the media just makes up bullshit. Man, it's bad. And that's what I'm trying to highlight in my posts and sharing a few things. And, mate, what they do to people, um, and look, some of the things they, they talk about, there's an element of truth. And what they do is they blow something way out of proportion. And, like, man, I'm sure you've seen that incident at the Sydney protest with the horse where they made out that dude, looks like he dead said gave him a Mike Tyson left hand. And yeah, and then when, you yeah, look, see the video, it's like, yeah, it's like, why the fuck do they, they don't, they don't need to do that. Like, just tell the news. Like, people are interested in the news. Just be honest. Yeah, man. Yeah. It's, um, but yeah, like, so everything you, you, like, if you've read the article of me, everything is like, yes, it's a baseline of what happened, but they've blown it out of proportion and changed it, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So they've added bits to it and twisted things here and there and... Oh, they've twisted the fuck out of it. That's <laughs> yeah. what they do. Yeah. Like, and as you know, bro, um, like, oh, I'm not saying I was, I'm just saying for what I did, bro, I know people that are moving kilos of cocaine and this and that. Like, I had fucking three vials on me because I wanted to improve my physique and I get blown out because I've got an IG following and I'm covered in ink and that's, that's how it blew out, man. A lot of people are tatted up. Like you see it everywhere, right? All over social media, everywhere. Everyone's tatted up. And that perception of somebody that's tatted up, it used to be that they're a criminal, like immediately. Yeah. Um, I think that's starting to sort of die out slowly, but you've still got that element there where people go, oh, you know, especially if you've got neck tats, like neck tats and hand tats. 
Uh, man, the minute they see that, straight away you're a criminal. Um, yeah, as soon as I got my as soon as I got my neck tattoo and my hand tattoos, it restricted pretty much every club on the Gold Coast, um, even some bars and restaurants, and people just look at you like, "Who the fuck is he? Like, like is he gonna you know steal my kid? <laughs> like, <laughs> it's crazy, man." Mate, it is, and you know what? Like a few years ago, uh, before doing the work that I'm doing now, I used to um, be a bouncer man at a few nightclubs and pubs around Sydney. And um, man, most of the clubs had a policy on no neck tats, no hand tats. Um, and let me tell you something, man. The ones who I did let in with neck tats and hand tats, man, they never gave me any issue whatsoever. Honestly, nothing. Um, yeah, man, and I, I feel like that with. You know, I'm not saying every single person, but I know I know a lot of guys covered in ink, man, and they're the nicest guys I've ever met. So just don't judge a book by its cover. No, and look, you're still going to get blokes that are covered in ink that are fuckwits, of course, but, you know, that applies to everybody, not just, that's not just in that case, you know, but, um, yeah, they need to, man. And that's what I said to you before, that one of the things about you is that you're an extremely genuine guy, and I think that's why you're sort of reaching the levels you are with your online coaching and the rest of what you're doing, because... You're a genuine guy. Like you're not, you're not cocky. You don't sort of carry yourself like a fuckwit. You're very genuine and easy to talk to. Just a normal guy. Yeah, there's no need, man. Like I don't care how how big you think you are, or how well known you are, or how think good you think you look. There's no need to get a fucking ego. Like that's that's just um, that's the biggest turnoff, man. And like when I look at people that I used to look up to, and then they they be, become and get an ego. I'm just like, fuck that, man. Like, you're rubbish. Do you know what I mean? Um, so I kind of, I was like, why? Like, why not just be a genuine person and give back and be generous? And um, yeah, I don't know. I, I also think not many people talk about what I talk about. Like, I know so many people on gear right now that I could say, but they say they're fucking natural. It's like, just speak the honest truth. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that's blatantly obvious. When someone's walking around that's jacked up, um, it's very obvious. Like it's, it's so obvious, but you ask them, no, no, no. Like, yeah, as I said, man, just be honest. Look, I don't judge anybody for that. Like if people want to go and abuse testosterone or whatever it is, man, fuck people abuse McDonald's. Do you know what I mean? You can abuse anything. It's like, if someone wants to take testosterone to look, they're not hurting anybody. They're not cheating. Um, Obviously if they're in a sport, it's a bit different, but if they're just doing it for themselves, for their own image, then I really don't see a problem. I, I don't see the problem with it whatsoever, but um. Yeah, man, and I've got absolutely this this podcast. I just want to put it out there. This is not having a go at anyone on gear. That is your personal choice. I myself just want to say I was a fucking shit person on it, so I decided to get off it. I've still got many mates that use it, and I, I don't condone anything. But I just I just want to put out the right message that maybe you don't need it. Maybe you might be a better person without it. But hey, if you want to do it, that's totally fine. But even if that's the case, let me try and help you and do it in a, a better ed- educated way because you can still do steroids a lot safer than you might have done without the information. Mate, 100%. And look, I know guys who are sort of in their late 40s, early 50s that have been on uh, testosterone for 20 years because they abused it when they were younger. And as a result of that, as you would know, um, if you abuse it, what happens eventually is that your body shuts down its own production and you're going to have issues. And a lot of, I said, I know a few guys that are 
on testosterone for the rest of their life just to function like not for anything to do with, with bodybuilding or just simply to function day to day yeah yeah man there's there's many people uh, you know, over the age of 40 that actually majority of people if they're actually smart there's, not, there's nothing wrong with it at all it's just bringing your levels back to normal yeah so it's replacing what you would you would be making naturally if your body was working correctly hundred percent. It's just like, so if you're, if you're, you know, 50 years old and you have decline testosterone, you're probably going to feel like, you know, shit, you're probably going to feel, yeah, like all the things that happen with low testosterone. So all you're doing is bringing it back to how you felt when you were say 25 years old. Yeah. I mean, look, I don't see a problem with that. I mean, if it makes someone feel good and they get up in the morning and, they feel like, you know, because some people, when they get, as you would know, man, the testosterone start, starts dropping from, what is it, like the age of, it's like the age of 40s, is it? Mid-30s? Oh, man, even younger, I reckon, like, yeah, yeah, probably 30, yeah. Yeah, so, obviously, you won't notice it immediately, but when you get to your 40s and then 50s, and then especially, obviously, in your 60s and so on, you start losing a lot of things that make you who you are. Uh, L- libido, you know what I mean? Sex drive. You know, what, there's a reason why, you know, you're 70 and you're not, like, you know, you're not wanting to root every day. <laughs> far like, enough, far enough three or four times a day. Yeah, man, that's right. It's it's true, but, like, it's, you know, you, you you got a very high libido when you're young. That's, you know, you call it horny. And then as you get older, you don't get that. There's, there's a reason why, because you, your testosterone is lower. As you mentioned before, man, it's not a dig at anybody who uses steroids, man. Look, I don't care what anybody does, really, but... Um, as long as they're not hurting anybody and they're sort of make sure they're, because one of the big problems is um, blood pressure, heart issues. I know cholesterol is another one um, when you abuse steroids for long periods of time. Look, if someone's using it and they make sure all that's in check, really, man, like who cares? Honestly. Yeah, man, I got absolutely nothing against and never will have any anything against people that are on um you know, performance-enhancing drugs. That's their personal decision. So I, I just want to try spread the right message. Um, and if it helps one person, bro, off this podcast, fuck, that's awesome. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, man, that's right. And look, as I said to you, man, there's a lot like, whether it be, look, look at cigarettes, alcohol, all these other things. Man, they kill people every day, every day. Like, that's a massive problem in society. Alcohol and illicit drug use. But, I mean, for me, steroid, if you're caught with steroids, especially in your case where it's for your own possession, man, there's no need to even blow it up and make it a story. The only reason it's a story for you is because of who you are and your your social media status. Yeah, man. And that's that's what I, I, I do hate, the fact that other people in society that, yeah, these, these are the people that they fucking drink every night, they have a cigarette, they eat shit. And then they put the stigma on people that, you know, do eat really good. They do exercise, but they add a little bit of testosterone to their, you know, their body and they're giving them the shit, but it's okay for them to do all that other shit. You know what I mean? Man, I, that's what I see it all the time. It was some bloke sitting on the lounge with a you know massive gut with a burger in his hand and just hating on everybody that, that's, that looks good. Really? Oh, look at him. He's like, definitely, he must be on steroids while they're munching away on a hamburger. It's like, man, you can get a very good physique if you do the right things. You don't need to be on steroids to get a good physique. But, man, I think it's that thing is once you start it, it's very, it would be very hard to stop. Yeah, man. It's, it's just like any drug. And I, this is why you're better off not getting into drugs 
than getting into them because I don't care what it is, any single drug, it will it will become addictive. Yeah, man, 100%. How old were you when this happened? So this was probably, this is only three years, yeah, about three years ago. So 20, 23, 22, 23, something around that age. Yeah, so he's still young, man. Like, so what are you now, 25? Yeah, no, 26. But um, I did use, yeah, man, uh, something I also, you know, shouldn't have done, but I did use steroids when I was young. Um, I think I started when I was, yeah, probably on 20, which is, I wouldn't recommend that to anyone, but, you know, I played around with it and um, I'm just I'm just glad I got out of it, you know what I mean? And all the health benefits, the health risks in the long run would have been, yeah, very fucked. When you're 20, man, you do stupid shit. We all do. And I think sort of once you hit your mid-20s, you start thinking differently and you start being more uh, cautious about your health and wanting to do the right things. And it's a different mindset that you have. And what you're doing, man, is awesome that you're raising awareness to the issue and also acknowledging the fact that people are going to do it no matter how much education's out there, people are still going to do it. So what, you, what you're doing is by sort of guiding them and, and helping them to do things the right way, it's, it's much better than just saying, you know what, fucking don't do it, don't do it because you're going to have a heart attack, don't do it. Like people need to be educated because people are still going to do it. Yeah, man, people are going to do whatever the fuck they want and that's what people don't understand. Um, you can't change someone's mind. Same, same when I try help clients. I can give you the best plan. I can give you the best diet. I can fucking sit there and message you every morning and motivate you. But if you genuinely don't want to do it in your head, you're not going to do it. So you can't, you can't change what people think or what they want to do. And that's, that's just facts. Yeah, man. And as you said before, man, nutrition plays a massive part and also just your mindset. Like we've all been there where, we rock up to the gym. We're like, fuck, you know, I really don't want to be here today. I'd rather just go back home and watch some TV or, you know, fuck around. But man, it does something to you, man. Like when you're in there and you're working out, even going for a run, even for a walk. I mean, if I'm having a shitty day and I just go for a, you know, 30 minute walk, man, my entire mindset changes. Like I'm a lot more positive and, and optimistic. Like it does. It's amazing. Yeah, I, I, I'm a, I say that on a lot of my podcasts, especially my own, is just um, like exercise and whatever it may be, walking, going to the gym, a run. It's not just about your physical appearance. It's fucking way more about your mental and how you feel. Yeah, man, 100%. And that's what is concerning me at the moment with what I'm seeing around here in Sydney uh, with this lockdown and all this COVID shit that's happening is that man, people's mental health is, man, it's suffering bad. And what they've done, like, obviously with the, they've got a radius in um, how far you can go to exercise and like, for fuck's sake, you got to wear face masks outside, which, man, who's going to go for a jog with a face mask on? Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah, man, like I, I went for a jog today and like I fucking struggled hard, hard enough to breathe without one on. Like I, you think I'm going to be able to breathe good with a face mask on trying to run? Like, man, <laughs> that's the issue. And you know what? It's like... The, you need to exercise and people need to go, especially now, man, when you're locked at home all day, just get outside and go for a walk, carry, ba carry bags of potatoes around the backyard, fucking do whatever, whatever you can to just get some physical activity because that plays just a crucial role. Like it's so yeah, important. Man. And that's, that's why I don't get why they're, it's this whole COVID thing is a joke because why, what, they don't care about our health. Why do they leave bottles open? Why do they do this and that? But they shut gyms. It just doesn't make sense. If 
if one thing's open, the gym's open. If if the bottle, for example, is um, shut, that's cool. Gyms are shut. But you can't have the opposite of the, the wrong type of, you know, thing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and you know what, man, just earlier today I was going through because a big list popped up of um, locations where the virus has been. Like, you know, you've got the casual contacts, close contacts. And, man, there was a lot of bottle shops on that list. Like, I'm fucking talking, like, there was – every day there was, like, two or three different bottle shops um, where there was a positive case. I'm thinking, man, you know what, if you just shut that down, like, to me, it's not essential. You, you can't possibly say that yeah. a bottle shop's essential. Man, it's not essential to anybody. Um, yeah, I agree, man. It's it's fuck. It's absolutely it's putrid. <laughs> man, it is. It's putrid, man. Like I'm fucking sitting here looking like I've just come out of a cave because I haven't been to the barbers in two months. I'm like, man, look, fuck. And you know, all these factors contribute to how you start feeling about yourself and your overall mental well-being. Um, man, I, I don't know. Something's got to give, man, because it's just um, it's too much. Yeah, time will tell, man. I, that, how are you guys going up there at the moment? Because I know um, you're put into another lockdown the other day. Is that impact you? Yeah, no, we're, st- we're, we're still in full lockdown, man, till Sunday. And then um, I'm pretty certain it's going to extend. So it's just, I think it's going to be ongoing, like like Sydney, to be honest. It's just a joke. Well, Melbourne went into their sixth lockdown yesterday. Sixth. Yeah, that's man. That that takes a lot of toll on small businesses and mental health. Like that's that's pretty full on. Man, it's bad. You know what? I, I don't look. I don't agree with lockdowns. Period. But if I was to say, like, if they had to do it, just do it like we're doing in Sydney, man. Just one long period because you know what, man. When you're opening, lockdown. Open up, lockdown. Man, it's just fucking with people. It's it's destroying businesses and it's destroying mental health. People's mental health uh, down there in Melbourne and. There was a protest down there last night, and it was quite um, it was quite full on, and man, people just aren't coping. Yeah, I just um, like I, I know um, a guy that owns Doherty's gym down there, and you know he he literally just opened last week, and you know just gets back into the rhythm, and then back into lockdown. Like, how the fuck are you meant to rebound from that? Man, you can't. And I reckon that's probably more detrimental to a business than just one constant lockdown because at least then you can say, okay, I've got to figure things out for the next four weeks or however long it may be. But, yeah, lockdown for three days. Oh, we're open. No, lockdown again, another seven days. Like, you can't. There's, they can't. Like, it's impossible. How do you manage that? Yeah, it's it's sad, man. It's just... um. Yeah, it's, I, I don't really know what to say. It's just... It's, it's a really weird world at the moment. Right, it is, and and look, it's the main thing is now, like, is as we've been talking about, is the mental health, and and I think I read the other day that Lifeline took, I think it was on Monday, Monday just gone. They had the most calls ever in their forty years. Um, I yeah. remember on top of my head, man, but it's like fuck, like, it just there's not like they're not doing enough to help, like from where I'm, because look, I I don't watch their press conferences because it fucking draws me nuts, but. Obviously, I try my best to stay up to date with what's happening, and there's very minimal support in terms of mental health. Bro, there's there's fuck all, and this this is why I'm so so around mental health, and um, I actually help a lot of pages, and I, I'm not saying I'm a fucking hero, but I'm just trying to do my part. 
I'm just, you know, I'm really am trying to just spread a bit of awareness about mental health. And I do, I do say to anyone, like, if you want to reach out to me and um, have a chat and I mean it, man, like if, if, if I don't know you from a bar of soap, I, I would genuinely jump on a call with you if it's going to help you or, you know, maybe even stop you from fucking, you know, committing suicide. Cause that's just beyond a joke. Imagine if everyone was doing, you know, their little bit, their little part, and they were helping everyone and everyone was positive, uplifting each other. I couldn't imagine how fucking good this world would be. Do you know what I mean? Man, it would be. But we're in a time now where everyone's for themselves. Like they're uninterested in themselves and what they want to do. They, they couldn't give a fuck about the bloke next door. When I was growing up, your neighbor was like your family. And now it's like, man, you hear it yourself, man. Don't trust your neighbor. It's like, yeah, yeah, that's the mentality. And if everyone just put in just a little bit, man, like just a tiny bit, whether it be, obviously not everyone's in a financial position to be able to help out, but even just, man, a chat, a phone call, you know, it it could make a huge difference to somebody. Yeah, man. And that's, that's what I don't understand is most of the stuff that I do, it doesn't cost me a cent. Like I'm not forking out dollars to do this. Like I'm just, it's just, yeah, it does take my time, but big deal, man. Like, you know, fucking 20 minutes of this day or an hour of this day, like, it's worth it. I get a buzz off helping people, and I don't know why other people don't, but I get a real buzz when I help someone. Yeah, man, it's because you're a good guy, and it's... Mate, like, you know what? I get, as you would, man, you know what it's like. You get smashed with messages on social media, and I'll like go through message requests and I'll see one like a week before it's like, Oh, I'm really struggling. Um, could you give me some advice or whatever it may be, or just have a chat, you know? And mate, I feel bad because obviously I can't keep on top of it. Like it's impossible. Like I can't do it. Yeah. Um, but I've, I genuinely feel, I feel bad. It makes me feel like a shit person. I'm like, man, fuck if I would have just clicked that message and seen it. And, and, but man, it's, as I said, man, we can only do what we can do. And, but if everyone has put in a little bit more effort and use this time where we can't look, we can't do shit anyway. Well, what can we do? We're stuck. We're stuck. 100%, at home, so. like, yeah. And that's why I've, a lot of people have reached out to me and they're like, you know, I'm not saying COVID's great. It's obviously, I'd obviously rather no COVID. I mean, sorry, I'd obviously rather no lockdown than lockdown. But when people are messaging me the last week, fucking every day, how are you coping during lockdown? It's like, I'm actually coping great. Like I'm enjoying, like I shouldn't say enjoying it, but I'm trying new things, bro. Like I'm adapting. I'm, I'm, I'm just changing my, like I, I've started running man, for example, I've never fucking run in my life. Like I've, <laughs> I just never run. Do you know what I mean? I was, I was always like, fuck that. Like you lose muscle, blah, blah, blah. Bro. If, if lockdown didn't happen one week ago, I would have never run because I would have always just done my gym routine. I started running, man. I swear to God, my mental health has been, it's never been better. Like the endorphins I get after a run is so crazy. And that's just one example. Like instead of sitting there and crying because the gyms aren't open, how about adapting and trying something new and see how you enjoy it? Man, 100%. And I think a lot of people last year when we first went into lockdown, a lot of people were doing that. You see, man, like you don't see anybody walking the streets. And then as soon as we're in lockdown, fucking everyone's out, got their uh, running shoes on, jogging up the street. And, man, a lot of people did that uh, this time last year. And, you know, it's, it's it's extremely beneficial. But it shouldn't take a lockdown for people to actually want to get up and do something like that because 
again, man, no one likes going for a run. Like no one gets up in the morning and goes, oh, man, I can't wait to get out and go for a run. Like it's, it, it can be a burden at times. You think, fucking, you know, I'd rather not do it. But man, as you said, man, the way you feel afterwards, you can't replicate it with anything else. Yeah, man, I, me, myself right now saying this, every morning I get up and go for a run, I do not feel like it. And that's me. I'm a very strong-minded person. Like, I don't need someone to motivate me. I, myself, I do not want to run every single morning I do it. I, I swear to God, like, I would way rather not run. I physically say to myself, think of how you're going to feel at the end of it, because I know I feel amazing after I finish. It's what? It's 30 minutes. Fuck, 30 minutes is nothing. Like, and after I finish the run, I literally feel like I've completed my day just because I've, I've done a run. So that's, that's what I tell myself to actually get going and do it. And once I've done it, man, I feel amazing. But I feel like that's, that's like everyone in life. They just, it's that initial five minutes when they wake up, should I run or should I not? Their mind just says no, boom, done. And people never fucking do it. Man, that's right. And I look, I used to um, go for runs in the morning, man. And where I was living this time last year, man, it was fucking cold. Like I'm talking, like most mornings when I was getting out there, it was like minus three. Like it was fucking freezing, right? And I'd get out there, man, and I'd just get it done. And it was hard. But when you get back, man, like it does the, like, it does the opposite to what you would think. You think, okay, if I go for a run in the morning, I won't be able to get through my day because I'll be exhausted. But man, it, like you're more productive, like your, your brain just works better. I don't know how, but it's just your brain works better. Your, your thoughts are clearer. And it's, man, it's incredible. Really, it is. Yeah. Yeah. Oxygen, endorphins, uh, blood flow. It's actually crazy, man. I used to think the same. I used to think if I go for a run, I'm going to be knackered for the day. I fucking, I'm so energetic, man, after I go for a run. It's crazy. Yeah, man. And look, if people, I said, man, if that's just one thing, if people can get out of this lockdown and think, you know what, I, I, you know, just, started going for runs or started up uh whatever it may be man as i said any type of exercise um even working on themselves man like um starting to you know meditate or read books whatever if, if they can do something like that that'll help them grow then that's a positive yeah and i try to tell everyone just whatever it is in life just turn a, a negative into a positive situation because there's always going to be negative things but if you look at it in a negative way it's not going to make it any better. Like it's how, how is it going to make it any better? But if you try and look at it and overcome it in a positive way, if you look at, Oh, I can't go to the gym and, but you could look at it like, Oh, you know, I'm, I'm resting my body. I'm going to actually attack it in a different way by running and it's going to shock the body. And then gyms are going to open hopefully next week. And like, if you look at it like a positive, it's just going to fucking change the whole situation. I think me and you are quite similar in the aspect where we do look for the positive in every situation and mate, you've got to, like you've got to, the minute you start thinking negative and you start doubting yourself or doubting whatever predicament you're in, man, that's when you really start going downhill. Like you start, it doesn't get any better. Like it's just a downhill spiral and it could just take one thing, man, just one small change uh, that will turn your life around and give you a more positive uh, outlook. Yeah, man, that's very good, very good um, points there. All right, man, listen, uh, I'll let you go, man. I've got shit to do. I've been nearly on for an hour, man. But listen, great chatting to you, man. We'll do this again for sure. Yeah, well, I reckon we should do like a, a segment two in the future. Like, I like doing that type of stuff. Um, 
you know, maybe get the, the listeners to write their questions and we can answer shit like that. But, um, fuck, it's been awesome to, you know, be the first guest on your podcast and, um, I hope people enjoy it. Hey, man, I'm sure they will. It's been awesome to have you on, man. But yeah, man, that's a great idea. I was thinking, well, you mentioned it the other day about jumping on Instagram live once a week or something, but man, I'm blocked. My mate account, I can't jump on live at the moment. I don't know why, I don't know what I've You're done kidding. or what I've said. No, man, I'm serious. That's why when I had that chat last night, um, I had to use my backup account because for some reason they've um, blocked me from um, live streaming. I've never, I've never done a live stream ever on that account, not one. But when I went to do it, I said, oh, you're currently, currently blocked. doesn't give me a reason why or just that's, that's it. Yeah, that's, that's bullshit, man. Fucking crazy, man. Censorship, man. It's out of control at the moment. Yeah, so it doesn't give you a date you can come back either. Uh, no, man, nothing. It just, no. It just, it's a very um, sort of generic message. It, I don't know what I've done. Like, I know I had, I had a comment removed the other day and I'm trying to think of whose post it was. I can't remember whose post it was, but um, they'd done something. It was a friend of mine. They'd done something that was funny, and I wrote, all I wrote was, you're fucked with the laughing emojis, which is just, you know, you're fucked. Like, nothing in it, right? It's just, it's, <laughs> right? And, and, man, the comment got removed. I, I thought, fuck, it's going to put a strike on my account. So I appealed it, and it came back saying it was bullying and harassment. I'm like, what the fuck? What? Uh, man, I don't get it. Man, that's, it's out of control. And there's no context. So they obviously don't realise that they don't look at things in context. They just go, oh, he said, you're fucked. So that's an insult. They're not, it's a big problem, man. Yeah, so soon we won't be able to say anything on our platforms. It'll be just, um, you know, unless we say we're, we're vaccinated, we won't be able to fucking put a word out there. <laughs> that's what it's like, man. Did, man. did you hear that, before I let you go, did you hear that, um, I think I shared it, Kyle and Jackie O with uh, Pauline Hanson on there? Yeah, I saw that. But how fucking bad is that, man? Yeah, that's um, yeah, fuck. I couldn't believe that. I didn't actually, I didn't know what to think of that. <laughs> Man, that's next level. That's like when they said we're having to censor you because what you're saying is going against the government. I'm like, oh, what the fuck? We're not living in North Korea. This, this is Australia. What do you mean? Like, you can't. Like, we all have a right to say something. She wasn't saying anything bad. I was mean. Yeah, no, nah, it's bad, man. Yeah, funny, man. Um. But yeah, no, I appreciate you having me on, man. I really do. And I'll, I'll get you on mine for sure too. Done, bro. Sounds like a plan. I appreciate it, man. Thank you. Cheers, brother.